whoa you went no contact with your family like you don't talk to them at all nope because they're toxic as fuck are you also the villain for walking away from your toxic family in order to preserve your peace welcome to the character outs podcast where i am on a mission to normalize going no contact with toxic family welcome all you terrible people let's talk about it Welcome back to the Character Outs podcast. My name is Terry, and happy Saturday. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I am reporting from my new studio. My new studio. Okay, so it's just like the room next door, but we have two kids going off to college this year. So we were able to kind of shift things around. And I used to record my podcast from the corner of our bedroom. And I think you've heard me probably complain about recording from the corner of my bedroom um, because you could hear like landscapers. And I feel like that part of our house like picked up on everything. So I'm so excited and I will post some pictures on Instagram of the new space and it's, it's nothing big, but you know what? It's my space. Have you guys ever felt like that? Especially as a mom, like I don't have my own little corner of, of anywhere. (laughs) It's all dedicated to the kids. So So I'm so excited to um, be recording my very first episode from my own little corner. So today's episode is entitled, Are You Still Feeling Like an Asshole? But are you? Are you still feeling like an asshole for walking away from your toxic family? Really? All right, we're going to talk about it. But first, I want to read a little story. And it is called The Four Trees. Upon a time in a land not too far away, four trees started to grow on top of a small hill. Three of the trees are very selfish, arrogant, and proud trees, always boasting about how big and tall they will become, teasing each other about how they will live forever. The fourth tree is all happy and content just to be a tree. As time passes, the three proud and selfish trees spend all their days growing as tall and impressive as they can, boasting each and every day how wonderful they will be. The fourth tree listens, but is all happy and content just to be a tree. Many years pass and the three trees all look impressive and have grown straight and tall, but they have grown ever more arrogant, selfish, and proud, boasting and teasing constantly how they are better than the other and how surely they will now live forever. The fourth tree isn't the best looking or the tallest, but is all happy and content just to be a tree. The woodcutter comes along and cuts the three proud, arrogant trees down to the ground. The first tree is made into the city gates, and the second tree a great warship, and the third tree into a great place of worship. Each of the three trees is proud and happy of their new position in society, boasting that they are better than the other and how they will really live forever. The fourth tree is all happy and content just to be a tree. A great army comes to attack the city gates. They are destroyed. The great warship is sunk in the harbor, and the great place of worship burnt to the ground. 
Only the fourth tree survives growing on the hill, all happy and content just to be a tree. The fourth tree knows that it cannot live forever, that the day must come when the fourth tree will too pass away. But not before it sets seed to four little trees growing on that hill, all happy and content just to be a tree. So I'm sure that there are some theories on what that story means, but I read that and I immediately resonated with it on a few different levels. So back to the podcast episode today. Are you feeling like an asshole? Are you feeling like an asshole because you are standing alone, because you are going against societal norms, because you have said no more to the toxic manipulation and control of your family, your mother, your father, whoever it is, and you're standing alone. You are that tree that knows you're doing the right thing and you are just so happy and content to be breaking toxic generational cycles to be peaceful for once in your life but what happens just like in this short story you have people talking the three trees that stood there thinking they were perfect boasting talking shit to the fourth tree has that ever happened to you because i know it's happened to me and For a while, I too felt like an asshole. I felt like the biggest asshole for walking away and going no contact with my toxic family. And that is why I created this platform. I didn't ever want anyone to feel like an asshole for preserving their peace and for protecting their kids. And that was the other thing. I loved how the short story ended because then what happened, the peaceful, happy tree went on to have peaceful, happy trees. So my friends, let's dig into it. So you're still feeling like an asshole. You're still feeling like an asshole for walking away from the emotional abuse of your toxic family. I wish this was more of like an open table kind of situation where, you know, we could kind of go around the table and like, Hey, why do you feel like an asshole? Why do you feel like an asshole? How did you get over it? How did you get past it? Um, but no, it is just me again, staring at the audio waves on my computer, which is totally fine. Um, but I'd love some feedback from you guys, whether it's on Instagram or email me, I'd love to know just how you feel about this whole concept, because I know it's something that I struggled with. So, you know, when you, when you walk away from your toxic family, you kind of break this mold and here you are, you're standing amongst society and you don't know where to fit in. Right. I personally, I felt like an asshole because I just did like, you feel like a failure. You're like, well, shit, you know, I have no family. I knew I did the right thing. I knew I had reached my breaking point. I was emotionally dying inside. My children were being mentally affected and emotionally affected. And so you know it's the right thing. And anyone who has gone no contact or even low contact, you did not come to this decision lightly. And so you know that you did the right thing. It's never that. It's just standing in that place of uncertainty then you start getting the chatter. You start hearing the chatter. People start giving their opinions. So who in your life have you had to set some serious boundaries with? Go low contact, contact, maybe no contact. Maybe it was a mom, your dad, your sister, brother, an in-law. Maybe it was a step-parent or maybe even a stepchild. So if you're no contact with your family, even one or like me, your entire family, except for a few cousins, thank God they're such blessings you are out of the norm. You are 
unlike every Hallmark commercial, you are unlike what the church says is the right thing. Um, and you go against literally every single Italian family's idea of the norm. And I can say that because I'm Italian. But let me also ask you this. Whoever told you that you had to be nice to people who are mistreating you, who are costing your peace, who are not matching your energy, who are sucking the life out of you, whoever told you that you had to lose yourself, sacrifice your peace to make your family happy? When was that ever accepted in society? Why isn't that ever challenged? Why is it always, oh, but it's your family. No, how about this? How about if a family doesn't love like, quote, a family should, then they shouldn't be in your life, period. Whoever told you you had to remain in the narcissistic cycle of abuse, even though it's your mom or your dad. So if someone or an ideology is making you feel like an asshole, question it back and stand there confidently and first thing, remember why you left. Remember the strength that it took to leave because you've been through hell and back and you are standing here rebuilding your life. And so really, you could stand there and scoff at any naysayer because you know what you've been through. You know what you've been through and don't ever forget it. So is it a person that's making you feel like an asshole for being no contact with your family? Is it maybe a well-meaning friend who just doesn't understand and, you know, they throw things out like, well, but you know, how are you going to feel when they die? Or, you know, they can't, they, they cannot fathom what you've been through. They cannot fathom what it's like to not have a mom love them the way their mom loves them. They come from a healthy family, I venture to say, or one not quite as toxic as ones we have had. Um, but Perhaps they're, they're well-meaning, but everyone gives an opinion, right? Especially if you're sitting around and you're talking and family comes up, <gasps> gasps, you don't talk to your family. Wait, what? What? So maybe it was a well-meaning friend. Maybe it's the other family members who are still in the abuse. Maybe it's a sibling who's judging you. Maybe it's someone who is still believing the narcissist and is still stuck and is looking at you thinking you're an asshole for walking away. Maybe it's a regular old Karen off the street and you're standing in line at Starbucks and something comes up. And you know, I've had these interactions before and people, God damn, they are quick to give their opinion. <gasps> you don't speak to your mother? Like there's all out gasp and it's never, damn, what did your mom do to have you not talk to her? It's always, <gasps> What you need to fix it. It's your mom. Like, fuck that. This is why I created the Character Outs podcast. I was so tired of feeling like the asshole because I wasn't the asshole. I am not the asshole for walking away. You are not the asshole for walking away. So whether it's a well-meaning friend whether it's a family member still stuck in the cycle of abuse, whether it's a Karen, whether it's, I've also had, I forgot about this till just a second. I've also had my mother's friends reach out to me and scorn me and tell me what a beautiful woman that she really is and, and how appalled that 
they are because I walked away. So whether it's a Karen, a well-meaning friend, a stranger, a family member still stuck in the abuse, is that who you're feeling the disdain from? Is it their comments that are making you feel like an asshole for walking away? So now I want you to ask yourself, I want you to consider the people who are throwing the comments, who are throwing the shade, and I want you to just ask yourself, have they been through what you have been through? Probably not. If they have, they are either not fully healed within themselves and not strong and at a place where they can know their own worth, create boundaries, go low contact or no contact like you have. And you know, sometimes strength is very scary to people who are still stuck in the round and round cycle of abuse of their toxic family. So if someone is throwing shade, saying things, asking you questions that are making you feel like an asshole, they're not in a place of strength. They certainly, even if they're well-meaning, are probably not coming from a place of empathy. I always say this too. I'm like, okay, like say what you fucking want because you either have a higher threshold for toxic and bullshit and I don't, or you don't want to walk away. Either scenario is not on me and it's not my problem, period. Sounds really, really fucking harsh, but that's just what it is. And I'm okay with that. And you have to get okay with that. You have to get okay with people not liking you, with people not liking your story, with people thinking you're an asshole. Because someone is going to think you're an asshole. People think I'm an asshole. Probably a lot of people think I'm a big asshole. So this podcast is not about how to make people think that you're not an asshole. It's getting okay with having them think you're an asshole, and that's okay. Because people are people. They're going to have an opinion. They're going to have a very strong opinion because it comes to family and you're breaking the the norm. So get okay with it. And it takes strength. Guess what? You, my friend, have the coping skills to survive a fucking toxic family. You can handle this. You can handle comments. You can handle even losing people, people hating you, people talking shit to your face, behind your back, whatever it looks like people thinking you're an asshole. You've survived a toxic family. You can fucking handle everything. Let them think you're an asshole. I don't want you to ever think that you are an asshole for walking away from your toxic family because you are not. You are brave and strong and it took balls of steel to break that mold and walk away from your toxic family. So when I was no contact with my mother, I still had remained low contact with my brother. Um, and he was in the midst of his divorce and I'll never forget. He said, yeah, I would never keep my kids from their grandparents. I'm just not that kind of guy. And you know, what does that insinuate? Ugh, people who keep their kids from their grandparents are, are pieces of shit. Right. And if you don't know my backstory, I actually had to write into my divorce agreement that my I did not want my kids around my mother because she was doing such emotional damage to them. She was manipulating them, controlling them, trying to control them, making them cry, telling them lies, telling them lies about everything, including me, trying to destroy our relationship. So I actually, in my divorce agreement, it says that my children are not allowed to be alone with their grandmother. And so it's, you know, 
like digs like that, they just, it went somewhere. And I was like, oh, and it made me feel yucky and icky and like, oh, I'm, I'm not a good girl. And, and remember, if you grew up in a toxic family, especially with a narcissistic mother, we, we, we don't feel normal not being the good girl, not being the right thing. And now here we are, we're this empowered being who has no contact with our family. We know our worth now, but still we can instantly go back to feeling 12 and feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm bad. Look at me. I'm bad. There's this really cool book. I don't know if you guys know, it's called You Are Special by Max Lucado. And I used to read it to my kids when they were little. And the whole premise is it's these little people, these little wooden people that walk around this town. And if they're given a compliment, they get a star. And if they're given, if, if something bad is said about them, they're given a dot. And so of course the people who have the stars, like, oh, they're really like good and beautiful, you know, creatures, but the people who have the dots, they're just pretty shitty and, you know, yucky. So the one main character met this other character who didn't have any star stars or dots on her. And he was, he said to her, you know, how do you, how do you not have any stars or dots? And basically the premise is she said, well, I just don't allow them to stick. It's, it's simple. I know my worth. I know who created me. I know my journey and I don't allow them to stick. And it sounds so simplistic and basic, but that's what we have to do. You know, with these little comments, they're going to come. People are going to have an opinion. People are going to say something. Don't let them stick. Picture them. Nope. Nope. Picture them as a little dot, a little dot. Do not allow someone's opinion of you to be absorbed into you, into you and, and who you are and your journey. Do not allow it. You have the control to allow everything. Things are going to come in. But what you allow to stay in is on you and you have to control what you allow to stay in and what you allow to sit in, in your psyche and to sit in your self-worth and do not allow it to stick. I remember, uh, shortly after I was kicked out of the house, I was working at the casino and I mean, clearly I was in, I was no contact with my mom. It was the first time I was really no contact with her. I didn't know what I was doing, what I was feeling. I was just like living my life, trying to survive. And again, a quote, well-meaning friend, coworker, something came up and I said, yeah, you know, I, I don't talk to my mom. And isn't it funny how I didn't start the story with, yeah, my mom kicked me out of the house and kicked my kids and I out of the house. And yeah, so now we just kind of don't talk. We're estranged. No, it was yeah, I don't talk to my mom. Why? Because we always tend to take responsibility, right? No, stop doing that. We're going to stop doing that. So she immediately said, and I wasn't even really close with her, but she immediately said to me, oh, you don't talk to your mom. I don't like that. And I remember her walking out of the service bar, holding her cocktail tray, like, oh, I don't like that. And I remember thinking, well, bitch, I don't fucking like it either, but it was the hand I was dealt. What do you want me to do? You know? And I just remember just having to take a deep breath, remind myself who I am, remind myself why I'm standing in the position that I'm standing. And it's not me. I, I didn't want this. I'm, we are dealing with the things that come at us and we're, we're survivors. And so just think people, again, people are going to have comments and say things. Do not let them get absorbed into yourself and have them make you think that you're an asshole, okay?
So maybe it's not the well-meaning friend. Maybe it's not the family member still stuck in the abuse. Maybe it's not the Karen. Maybe the person who is making you feel like an asshole for going no contact with your family is you. Maybe you're still stuck in your own head. Maybe you're still feeling guilty. Maybe you're still feeling like, a failure. Maybe you're thinking, maybe I could have done something different. And this is where I encourage you to educate yourself on the toxic family system, educate yourself on the narcissist, really try to figure out what kind of narcissism that your mother or father had covert, overt, just try to really dive into education, dive into therapy, podcasts, read as many books as you can, because then it's going to change your mindset. And if it's you that's making yourself feel like the asshole, well, I know it's easier said than done. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of strength, but I just want you to know you're not an asshole. You're not. And I know it feels like you are. And it it feels like you're totally alone because you look around and everyone has family and everyone's going to family events and they're surrounded by families and grandparents and brothers and sisters and ah, ah, fuck my life. I have no one, right? I, I know that you felt that way. And so I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. You're not alone. And if you're no contact with your family and if it's you who's actually making yourself feel like the asshole, you know, I encourage you also to throw yourself into finding your new identity apart from your toxic family. You know, I know for me, um, being the golden child, you know, and the scapegoat, I I was both really at different times in my life and my family. Um, but it was always my responsibility. Everything was my responsibility. I never, self-care was never on the table. Like self-care was equivalent to selfishness. You know, you, I didn't never thought about myself. What did I want to do? Take a nap. Um, what were my hobbies? What makes me happy? So I encourage you to figure out what you love, what brings your soul alive, what brings your soul joy. Try to get to the bottom of who you are because our toxic families, and especially our narcissistic mothers, have drilled into our brains who they think we should be, who she thinks we should be, who we should be, how we should behave, everything, right? And so now we're no contact with them and we are now taking hold of everything that was said to us about us and we're questioning everything. And so with that comes a brand new identity. So pour yourself into that. Find out who you are. Find out what you love. Find out what your interests are. And I guarantee you, probably the majority of them are not what your narcissistic mother said that you were, which is interesting. I want you to stop feeling ashamed. I want you to stop feeling like you did something wrong. I want you to stop feeling like you could have done something to fix it. You couldn't have done anything to fix it. There is no fixing the narcissist. There's nothing you could have done. There's nothing that would have made them happy. You know, the narcissist will set up a boundary, set up a flying hoop. You will jump through it. And on the other side of that hoop is another maze that you need to go through. So please let that go. There's nothing that you could have done. And, you know, also stop explaining yourself to people. Get a good canned phrase that you have in your back pocket. And when someone says, oh, tell me about your family or 
wow, you don't talk to your mom. No, I don't. I don't talk to my mom. I'm a stri- and and get a canned phrase, you know, something that that you're not explaining. You don't where where you don't find yourself explaining your, your, yourself to other people because you don't need to do that. You just say, for me, it's yeah, I don't have a relationship with my family. And if they're like, oh, what happened? You know, I'll say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, the details are boring, but my kids and I are great and we're really happy. That's all you say. And then that kind of shuts them up. And if they keep asking questions, guess what? You don't have to answer them. You can look at them and say, really don't want to talk about it. And what I love too, like when people ask, (laughs) I used to always say, if people ask me an intrusive question, I would say, well, one intrusive question calls for another intrusive question. So if you ask me an intrusive question, I get to ask you an intrusive question. So like what color underwear are you wearing? When was the last time you got your period? Like, seriously, think about it from that perspective. They're asking you an intrusive question, a personal question that you are not required to answer. So just keep that in mind as well. And when all else fails, my favorite thing to do is become the consummate Southern Belle and look them right in the eye and say, bless your heart. And if you're not Southern, it's a nice way of saying go fuck yourself. So I'd like to end the podcast with this quote that I found in a book called Seeds Planted in Concrete, poetry by Bianca Sparacino. Whenever you feel like your uniqueness is a downfall, remember that of great poetry and art, the masterpieces are always misunderstood. The hallmarks are always matchless. You are a Mona Lisa smile. You are a Shakespearean romance. You yourself are something in which the right set of eyes will marvel at in dreamlike wonder. So my friend, stop feeling like an asshole, please. Okay? Love you. Bye. Cheers till next time.